Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello everybody and welcome, we are the Armchair Experts, hashtag Armchair Experts to get involved at 7AFL. It's underway, slowly, but it's underway. Free agency started on Friday, we've seen a couple of moves there. The official AFL trade period started today, we've seen one trade, we'll get to that in a moment. But our man Mitch Cleary, he's been a very, very special guest over the time of the Armchair Experts. And it forced his hand, and he's now a part of the 7 team. Hello Mitch, welcome to Channel 7 and welcome to the Armchair Experts. G'day, Cam. Thanks for the warm welcome. Appreciate you taking me on board. No coons today. I'm sure he's probably off somewhere talking about that time he almost got traded to North Melbourne and he ended up in Essendon. But uh, hopefully we can be with him later in the period. Hey, fair bit going on. Just just speaking about Adam Cooney, Brendan McCartney uh, was his coach for, I think, only the one year. It didn't turn out as a great ending. But you did have some news tonight on Channel 7 that he is looking to head to Carlton, or at least Carlton are trying to get him to join Michael Voss and the staff. Yeah, Carlton will put the call in. Of course, Brendan McCartney works closely with Brian Cook at Geelong. Now, Cook, the new chief executive at the Blues. So there's that common connection. They've also trying to chase Dean Solman, the former Bombers player and former Gold Coast assistant. He's been out of footy for 12 months. They're looking to beef up some support around their new coach, Michael Voss. I want to say this, Mitch. I'm big on the Blues. I am big on the Blues making at least the second week of the finals next year. I know the Blues fans and a lot of the armchair experts who have hit us up, there's frustration it's, you know, rebuild after rebuild after coach after coach after coach. Did they overspend last year on Saad and Williams? Maybe. But I like what they've done. They're going to get Cherry in. George Hewitt was confirmed on that four-year deal. It may be a five-year deal from what I think a couple of people have gone with today, that if he plays a certain amount of games, I think Kerno gets going. Walsh goes to that next level after what a big year it was this year. Cripps get healthy. I like what Carlton are doing. They should be all in under Michael Voss. And you haven't ever mentioned the common medalist, Harry Mackay. He's going to get better again next year. He's only a young player, signed a deal to stay at the Blues. The big news out of their footy club today is that Lewis Young, the Western Bulldogs key position player, plays ruck, plays defence. He's requested a trade to the Blues as well. So looking to bolster some some key defence around Liam Jones and uh, Jacob Wiedering down there, Cam. I'm all in on the Blues as well. Given their list build and their salary cap, the way it's been structured, their time is to go now. Fair enough, they, they overpaid money-wise for, for Saad and Williams, but they got Williams for nothing as a free agent. They've built this list to attack for the now. They've, they've gone under the draft. They've paid unders in their salary cap to allow them to pay 105%. That's what they're doing now. Let's see if they can take the bounce under Michael Voss. No, I'm with you. I, I know there's a, oh, you're paying a half back. You know what? You got him to your football club and you're right. You got him maybe under the premises, the wrong position. Maybe, and I'm talking Williams, under... Just one game in that famous prelim back in 2019. But in the end, you've got these two powerhouses inside 50. One's already a powerhouse. One, if his body's right, can be. Their midfield is, is pretty stacked, led by Sam Walsh, who is in the top four or five midfielders in the game. I, I reckon they are ready to go. Hey, one trade official 
draft picks. But this is all about softening the blow for Collingwood. Already that pick they traded 12 months ago was turned into pick two. No one expected that, at least of all the, the Collingwood Football Club. But it does mean it looks like they get Dacos. Wherever he's, he's matched means they won't go into deficit. Exactly right. They've traded uh, next year's picks into this year. Gold Coast, they did that deal with. The Suns are really keen to push their picks from this year into next. So it works for both parties. The Pies have an early selection. They can use that now to, to match the bid on Dacos. That was smashed in last year's trade period, and rightly so, Can They had a deplorable fortnight. But they've gone some way to salvaging that deal by getting these extra points. It means they can bring Lipinski uh, from, the, from the Bulldogs and Nathan Kruger from the Cats in and also match the bid for Nick Dacos. You know what the funny thing about these future tradings, Cam? Hit me. I don't know why clubs just don't do what the Collingwood's doing. They trade their future picks into the year. It might mean we never actually have to see them use it. They just keep trading a year in advance, a year in advance, a year in advance. And you never know. We, by the time we, we get to this stage, we might have, they'll keep doing it and we might ever not have to see them use those future picks. You know what, though? At some point, the AFL will step in. This is what they do. They step in and make them do it. But I'm with you. Clubs need to be creative. Uh, Collingwood still will be upset about what happened 12 months ago, but it is softening the blow. And and while it is frustrating to be a Collingwood fan, of which I'm not, I'm sure there are many out there that are, they're still getting Dacos into their football club. Like Nick Dacos, who from all reports is an exceptional young man and a perfect player when it comes to what they need to rebuild their club and, and get going again, it's going in the right direction. Hey, speaking rebuilds, Hawthorne, Sam Mitchell's there, of course, that's a major rebuild, but they've put their hand up and said, let's, Maybe try and do things a little bit different. It looks like John Segler under contract on the way out. Tom Mitchell's been in the news in the last three or four months. You know, there's Gunston. I know you put Gunston possibly as a as a good target for Brisbane or or someone else who needs a forward line player. The the Western Bulldogs is another one with Josh Bruce missing so much of mm. 2022. Although you got Eugle Hagen and and Darcy coming in. What are Hawthorne going to do? What do you expect their first move to be? Well, they've got heaps of cash, Cam. I reckon with North Melbourne, the Hawks have got the most money. Don't forget, John's, uh, John Patton, Tom Scully both retired with good money left on mm. their deals. They didn't give up much for those players at the, the trade table, but they paid those guys good money. They both retired with years left on their, their deals. So they've got that money to play with over the next few weeks. Uh, they've also got, uh, you know, the, the way back to the buddy money. They, they use that on Tom Mitchell, uh, O'Meara, Wingard, uh, bits and pieces. But I think there's still some money hanging over from those times. So the Hawks are cashed up. They're having an interest and having a look at Peter Laddams. I expected them to sit down with Laddams from Port Adelaide in the next few days. Now, the interesting part of this is, well, Port, he's under contract at Alberton. Port's not going to let him go for anything. In saying that, um, let's see how, how the power get this deal done because uh, if they're sort of asking Peter Laddams to look around, I'm not sure they can be asking for too much in a trade. The Hawks want to go to the draft, so this will be a fine balancing act if Peter Laddams does indeed choose to, uh, to, to move to the Hawks. Now, so if, if Laddams goes, he, he, he wants to be the number one Ruckman. Of course, Scott Lysette, number one at Port Adelaide. And, and Laddams is in their best 22. It was in their best 22 in a, in a prelim and a team who played really well late in the year to get that double chance. Does this, he'd be the number one Ruckman and Ben McAvoy continues to play as a centre-half back? Probably. And Ben McAvoy hasn't got much left in his footy. He's 32, turning 33 next year. I, I don't think he's got a great deal of footy left. The one that they've put a lot of work and in, development into is Ned Reeves. So let's see where he, he can play. I think, yes, Peter Laddams is looking to play as a, as a ruckman. I don't think he's set hard and fast on being the number one ruckman. I think he's just keen to have a, a role and feel loved at an AFL club, which by all reports, if we're looking at the, the Hawthorne interest, they will definitely do that. So I think the, the talk and, and the push of the power 
saying, or you know, you, you don't want to beat this footy club, you may as well look around. He's a little bit uh, overcooked. I think the power is looking at this maybe as an opportunity to, to get some value for a player like Peter Laddams. I think he could return to the power if he doesn't get a suitable offer, but he's definitely looking around and assessing his options. The Hawks and the Swans are the two coming the hardest for him. So what does that mean, and what does that mean when it comes to Segler? Well, the Cats have registered some early interest. Now, they've got Stanley and Ray Glear as their rucks. They're expecting to lose Darcy Fort to Brisbane. I think that one will get ticked off soon enough. So they'll need some extra support. Is Segler that guy, or do they need to go for someone like Jordan Sweet, who is a bit of out of favour at the Bulldogs? So the, 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 the Cats will need something. It's just a matter of where they, they uh, put all their eggs into which basket. Is it the Segler or the, the Sweet basket? Uh, I think Segler's too good not to be on an AFL list. He is contracted at the Hawks, so he could easily return. But I think there is some early interest from the Cats in uh, big Johnny Segler. Just just before we move on, I want to touch on the Cats in a moment around the defenders. But is the Cats ruck stocks? Is that too easy of a blame for when they don't win a flag? Like, oh, it just feels so. different every year. Like, oh, Reece Stanley hasn't done a good job. Like, when Reece Stanley plays well, Geelong play well. But, like, each and every year they're like, hey, let's go get a ruck. But John Segler is certainly an AFL player, absolutely is in the best 22 for a lot of teams and would be their starting ruckman. But if Geelong are like, well, we didn't win the flag because our ruck didn't stand up, I'm not certain that John Segler is going to come in and turn them into that premiership, you know, what's that, top four again and yeah. go into the, the premier. I just I just think they're too easy. It's, it seems to be the, the easy whack. Reece Stanley is more athletic than John Segler. I think John yeah. Segler is a better tap ruckman. So that's maybe what the Cats are thinking maybe. by showing some early, some early interest in him. Max Gorn kicked five goals in that prelim. I don't think – I think you can attribute three or four of those when Max was playing as a forward. I don't think all of those were definitely no. out of the ruck. So you're not attributing any of that prelim or the, the bulk of that prelim loss down to, to Reece Stanley. He's not on much money either, Cam. So I don't think we can be looking at uh, Reece Stanley taking up a big portion of their salary cap. Maybe they're looking at more of a tap ruckman, someone who's ready-made. Uh, I think we'll get an insight into where the Cats see themselves as to how hard they go at John Segler. Last one, just quickly. Did the Cats really ask for that pick eight from Fremantle for Jordan Clark? If you don't ask, you'll never know, I guess, Cam. I think every club starts poles apart in their negotiations. I think uh, everyone knew around that one that uh, it would take a little bit of haggling. Oh, I think that pick 27 that Fremantle has right now is about the right market. You can see yep. why the Cats are asking for more, given his contract that he's got one year left on his deal. But the Cats didn't play him. Chris Scott didn't want to play him. Matthew Scarlett, the defensive coach, didn't want to play him. He's gone, but I think they're too far down the path now of Jordan Clark wanting to play for Fremantle on a four-year deal. The Dockers might need to throw in a little bit more, but I think that pick in the mid-20s might be about enough. Now, before I do let you go, I did see you and Tom Brown today, obviously doing your news update. Rory Lobbers mentioned, I think more by TB7 than, than yourself, <laughs> but this is an interesting one because we have spoken a couple of times over the year around Rory Lobb. Happy to stay, good cash. But there'd be a couple of clubs if they can work out a financial agreement with the Dockers that Rory Lobb could easily lob, pun intended, at their football club. Where does this sit? I like it, Cam. Two years left on a deal about $700,000 this season. It's good freight. It's similar to the money that you're commanding here on the armchair experts and have all, all across the season. But you've got to find a suitor to do that. I don't know. With this market and salary cap and how tight it is and, and, and clubs that have pushed money, from 2020 into 21 and 22, I don't see how much money there is for a player uh, like Rory Lobb for someone to jump with that. The Dockers may have to pay some of that deal, and uh, I think there'd be understanding of both parties for him to, to get that move if he could find one. I don't think there's any suitors coming in a meaningful way. That's the beauty of trade period. We'll wait and see what happens over the next fortnight and see if someone comes out of the uh, comes out of the abyss for Rory Lobb. Hashtag Gamcher experts to get involved at 7AFL. Anything else before we go? 
Uh, that's about it, Cam. Looking to see what Hawthorne do with some of those contracted players. It might be a little bit more than just John Segler. We'll see over the next fortnight. Hashtag armchair experts to get involved at 7AFL. You can catch Mitch Cleary, of course, on the 7 News as he fires into this trade period and just lands a big bomb. See, Ross staying at the Saints. He just went teed off straight off the start of your working career at Channel 7. Welcome. We are the armchair experts. We'll see you tomorrow. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.